Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You, Me, and He, a podcast that wants to bend you over a barrel and show you the 50 states. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. If you know what I'm talking about. I was wondering which one you were going with tonight, bro. That Do you know what I mean? Fantastic. <laughs> yes. I feel dirty for saying it, but anyways. Cheers. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Hey, I am your host, Rob Lambert, and I'm joined by my co-host. This is Josh Frankenstein. That's right. And we are joined once again by our good friend and buddy, Danny Turner. Danny, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Doing okay. And hey, so yeah, obviously Danny's joining us tonight. Andrew wishes that he could be here, but unfortunately he is off just in the middle of the grind, dude. Petitioning, getting that crazy stuff going down. And he actually, he was so heartbroken. It was. That he wrote. He wrote a heartfelt letter. We received a you. letter from him this week. Yes. That is right. <laughs> to you, the listeners. A postman came to the door and handed us a letter. <laughs> he wrote this he wrote this specifically to you, listener, and he wants to express his heart to you. He says, What's up, listeners? I'm away working in the crappiest city in the country, San Francisco. <laughs> Sorry I can't be there now. Petitioning has been awesome. Just out making no difference whatsoever in the world. <laughs> Today, I got set up at my spot, and then I had to use the restroom. I had to buy a drink from Starbucks for the right to use the restroom. After I was done hitting that bathroom with a real bomb cyclone, I turned around to flush the toilet. I had to lean over a bit, and as soon as I leaned over, my sunglasses fell out of my front pocket right into my own poop. <laughs> it was terrible. Ruined my day. I had to pay for the bathroom. I dropped my sunglasses in my stool, and I had to work in the sun with no glasses. Rad day. Miss you guys. Enjoy the show with these guys, and I'll catch you on the next one. Dang it, Andrew. So my, my question is, is what did he do? With the, did he fish his sunglasses out, or did he just attempt to flush with sunglasses in the toilet? If I know my brother, I'm very certain that he left the cyclone in the toilet along with sunglasses and walked away. <laughs> Especially after Starbucks forced him to buy a drink in order to use the facilities. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to flush it. And hey, you get some free sunglasses. Yeah. So there you go. Some baristas walking in there. Oh, sweet electrics. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to wash like it off a bit. How bad do you need a pair of Ray-Bans? <laughs> oh, I don't know Anyways. where he gets it, man. He comes up with the best poop stories, though. Oh, He's got some of the best. The worst. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, my- <laughs> So anyway, speaking of uh, situations that are extremely crappy, dude, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, man, but for me, 2017, it was like 2017 said, I'm going down, and if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. It was (laughs) so ridiculous. That's right. Uh, So something really cool. Uh, My wife, uh, we had a baby uh, right after Christmas on December 28th. And that was really awesome, and so now yeah, we're a family of four. Bro. Thank you. Yeah, we're a family of four now, and uh, you know, the whole newborn stage and working through all of that, we're we're figuring it out. But, dude, the day after my wife has the baby, I wake up in the hospital with the worst case of the flu that I've probably ever experienced. <laughs> I, mm. I'm, we're, we're talking fever. We're talking chills. We're talking like delirious. And Shook dude, spiral. it took me back. Uh, no shook spiraling. That's the thing. Okay. It wasn't, in, it was no stomach. It was just all in the head and the heart, bro. Oh. <laughs> but, mm. yeah, but here's what I'll tell you. It's like a concussion by a quarterback in the NFL. Just put yeah, you on dude. your back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that you remember this, dude. But it the last time that I was this sick, I think it was maybe what 2001 Halloween. It must have been food poisoning or something, but we yeah. had a show. The the band had a show and I was so sick and I couldn't make it. Yep. And dude, you came to visit me. Yep. Do you remember that? I know exactly <laughs> because as you were just talking about this story, dude, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, I actually have seen this before one other time when Rob basically looked like he was going to die. Like literally <laughs> looked like he was going to die." Now, we missed the shook spiral at that time, but you That's did right. admit to it happening. And I swear to God, dude, when we walked in there and you were on that bed, I seriously, I almost went and grabbed a priest. Like, <laughs> like this is going to be, this is going to be no bueno. We got to get this guy back to health. Sure. If bad. I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, I remember you walked in and you were like, Rob, are you okay? And I said, Josh, is it raining outside? <laughs> and you were like, what? And I said, the people. Are they celebrating the rain? <laughs> and you're like, what? And I said, 
I would be. <laughs> yeah, dude. You were so out of it, man. Like, just like, out of uh, it. Yeah. See you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm sorry you came down with that again, dude. That That's no fun. That's no bueno. Yeah, so it was, it was 2017, good riddance to you, because, yes, at the very end, uh, new baby comes. It's an amazing thing, but he just, 2017 gave me one last gut punch on the way out, so <laughs> screw you, 2017. <laughs> Yeah. On the positive note, that baby got there right in time for tax season, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. All the tax that's the way it. Yeah. You get to that's how that I'm going to stick it to 2017. I will get the last laugh. Three days <laughs> in 2017. Here's a bouquet of fingers. All the benefits. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. Oh, Anyways. That's Josh, how about you, man? How you doing? Oh, dude. I, you know, I really feel bad about revisiting this topic because I feel like I'm going to kill it, but. Dude, I gotta go back to elevators. I got I got another story for everybody. You have so, to kill it before it kills you first. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I mean, er, anyone who listens to us knows that uh, um, that I came up with this new fear, this fear of uh, being in an elevator and having your head decapitated because, like, as you're walking through the doorway, because you, you know, just, just watch Final Destination. No, no, <laughs> did, but I think someone did tell me that happened in Final Destination or something, yeah. or it was part of it. But no, it had nothing to do with Final Destination. Those movies suck, by the way. So uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it wasn't it wasn't that, but um, I beg the difference. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> so you remember how I followed it up like a, a a week later about listening to this comedy show of a guy who was talking about actually the scariest thing that can happen to you on an elevator is after you've drink you've drank like a bunch of coffee and then all of a yeah. sudden you have to go take a crap and unfortunately you're stuck in the elevator with the world's most gorgeous woman, beautiful <laughs> woman. Okay, yeah, exactly. So, last week, man, I. After, after taking the stairs for a number of weeks going to work, I decided to take the elevator one more time because I was just in a rush. I had, like my commute was 45 minutes for the day. You know, I had actually just got done drinking 16 ounces of coffee on the way, on the way to work. And as soon as I got there, dude, like I was like, I got to go to the restroom. And I was looking for the fastest way to get to the restroom, <laughs> right up to the third floor where I work. So I get on the elevator, man. And I crap you not, not only does that like that image of like this thing coming off the hinges and, you know, cut my head off, you know, come into my head as I'm walking onto the elevator, but I turn around and I hit the the number three button, right? To, to get on the elevator and the doors close and there's just this awkward pause <laughs> for like 10 seconds. And like the elevator doesn't even move, man. It's just sitting <laughs> in one spot. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And I'm sitting here, dude, and I, I literally need to go use the facilities. Like, I, I mean, I, I ran into the office from the parking lot. And I'm sitting in here, like, 20 seconds go by, 30 seconds go by. And this thing is not moving, dude. Like, I'm, I'm like, hitting the number three button. And Why are you tempting not, fate? What are you doing? I don't know, man, but I'm hitting the number three button, and this sucker is not going up. And I can't figure out what's going on. So finally I go to hit the, uh, the door open button, right? And again, nothing happens, dude. Oh like nothing gosh. happens. It just no stays way. right there. So not only have I been afraid of elevators, but now I feel like I'm about ready to get stuck on one. And just as I'm about ready to go hit the alarm on the elevator, which I've never done in my <laughs> life ever, just as I'm about ready to hit the button, dude, the doors just open up and I just jet out of the elevator right over to the stairwell and run my butt up those stairs as fast as I can, dude. And oh, so it like, didn't even move? Huh? No, it, it didn't, didn't even, even move. move, dude. It just like <laughs> stayed there. Didn't go anywhere. It just stayed in one Beautiful. spot. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. So there's this like attachment now with me and elevators. So how long would it, how long would you have had to been on the elevator before you decided oh, I'm not kidding, dude. To, I, to evacuate your bowels in the elevator? <laughs> oh, what, what, what's your time frame? I, if you were there for like two more minutes, would you have been like, what is zero I hour? I can't do this anymore. Probably, dude. I mean, I think we can I'm all sorry, attest. Maintenance. Yeah, I think we can all attest to like what it's like to have the the coffee craps. You know, and there's just like, there's no sense of urgency, like just having guzzled like 16 ounces of coffee and that just going you're straight like, through your bowels. So you're like hitting number three because you need to get to number three before you take a number three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Be, so yeah, I was like, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to carry on this like elevator story, but like this can't be coincidence anymore at this point. Like there, there's something speaking to me. So I just, dude. I got to avoid them. So Yeah. That's uh that's that's what's been going on with me outside of that man. I uh, a few weeks ago went and saw one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest rock show 
I've ever seen. Don't, and uh, don't Nickelback. Yeah. Um, Danny was there, but Danny <laughs> left the show early, halfway through, and I am talking about the Foo Fighters, dude. It oh, was wow. it was magical. Like it was just dude. fantastic. We watched Dave Grohl control an audience for four hours, man. Nice. Four hours. It was just it was just beautiful. It was it was a great capstone to the year. I am so happy that I got to see the Foos play. It was just fantastic. So did unlike you, did you, you Rob, Dave like Grohl I'm not ready to flush twenty seventeen, but you know, it's already <laughs> gone. So Yeah. <laughs> did you go tell Dave Grohl that the show was on fleek? <laughs> oh man, I wish I could have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that was the last few weeks since our last podcast so yeah that's a, i think that's all i got danny how about you man what's been going on dude we've we haven't had you in a while well first of all i'm i'm, I'm very upset that you brought up the foo fighters because i, I was at that show <laughs> and i was actually just talking to my wife about that earlier tonight that uh she still owes me a foo fighter show because i've been looking forward to it since probably middle of the year we oh, bought those dude. tickets what may oh yeah when they June? first came out yeah yeah oh. so i've been looking forward to it for a good part of the year and my wife ended up getting a job at the post office and the post office is insane <laughs> during december go oh, figure um, and she's also pregnant so working like a 12-hour day being pregnant, having to go back in the next morning at four, about halfway through the uh, show, she looked at me and said, we have to go home. And I was like, uh. <laughs> do we, do we have to, I was like, just wait, just wait till they play best of you. And then, and then we can leave. <laughs> and then like four more songs went by and best of you didn't come. And I was like, all right, I'll be, I'll be a good husband. I'll, I'll yeah. take one for the team. I'll be a good husband. I'll be a good dad. Let's go home. So, what a responsible young man you are, Danny Turner. Oh, I'm so it, proud of you. It, it, hurt, it hurt probably more than I'd like to admit. You, you know what adds insult to injury about this whole story? And I, I really do feel so bad for you. But the next day, or maybe it was two days later, and we were talking, and I, we, you know, I brought up the show because we were at the same show. We weren't sitting in the same seats, but we were at the same show. And Danny tells me, yeah, dude, we had to leave early. Christina had to had to go uh, go home so she could go to work and yeah I just I wasn't able to to stay and I was like dude they played for four hours man he's like I know I heard but we just we had to go home and I was like no she had to go home oh, please. <laughs> he, was, he was like he was like no we, we had to go she had to work and uh, there there wasn't any way I could stay and I was like dude we bought tickets at the same time. You knew I was across the stadium. All you had to do was send me a text message saying, I need a ride home. And you could have stayed for the entire show. Which, like, I, would, which I would have done had she not been pregnant. Yeah. That, that was the kicker. That was, that was my, my moral dilemma was. No, this is the foos. Was, you could have you 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 tell stayed. my pregnant wife, you drive home by yourself. You're exhausted. Yes, you do. Drive home. Oh, I'm going to stay and drink a bunch of beer and watch the Foo Fighters. Yes, you do. You, you could have saw the Foo Fighters for four hours, and then you could have slept on the couch for four months. Right. It would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey. It's no doubt that uh, 2017 had some high highs and had some low lows. And it was the same when it came to films during the year. Oh, isn't that the truth? There were things that we were looking forward to that we thought were going to be just amazing. And then they disappointed us so greatly. And then some things that I feel like came out of nowhere and decided to be amazing. Yeah. Decided to be like the best. So yeah. tonight we're going to talk about the best film of 2017 and the worst film. And here's the thing, guys. I think we should start with the best. Let's one, let's start on a high note. Okay. But also mainly because I think the worst one is going to be a little controversial and that'll be awesome. So let's yeah. save that. Yeah. So That's Josh. right, listeners. I can't wait until you hear what our worst movie of 2017 is. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> so Josh, this we actually talked about this like over text message. It was yep. pretty amazing that we both agreed on this. Yep. Best film of 2017. What is it, my friend? The best movie of 2017, and I thank you, Hollywood, for waiting until the end of the year to give us this little prize. Anyone who knows me knows that I love music. I love a good story. I love movies. This one encompassed all of them. The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. This movie right. literally rocked my socks off, dude. 
I thought this movie was killer. I didn't expect it to be as great as it was, but it was fantastic. Not a single bad song in this film, and it's based off of P.T. Barnum's life. Like, something that just surprised me. I knew nothing about P.T. Barnum, dude, but the way this movie was presented and and the way that it was cast and the way that it was just, oh, dude. This movie is one of the greatest musicals I've ever seen. Bar none. One of the greatest musicals I've ever seen. So for me... Number one flick of 2017, The Greatest Showman, dude. And thank you, Hollywood, for that little surprise because it was fantastic. And if you watch it, I mean, if you start out just going into it, imagining that it's a story about a young Wolverine before he discovers his powers, yeah, it's even better for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really great way of looking at it, actually. I didn't think about that. So so, so I'm, I'm in a unique position that I, I haven't seen this movie. No. Yeah. So... Um, so maybe you two try to convince me to watch it because from the outside looking in, <laughs> it looks like, okay, cool. Wolverine and high school musical meet <laughs> and, and, and the circus. And it's like, all right, cool. So we got Zac Efron. <laughs> is he is he not playing basketball anymore? Is he not dating Vanessa Hudgens? He's he's well, now that was over a while ago in but. the circus. <laughs> what happened yeah, dude. and why should I watch this movie? You wanna you wanna okay. take that one? Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. Okay, if, did you watch High School Musical anytime recently? I haven't, I haven't seen it at all, ever. Gosh, you haven't seen one, it? Okay. Once was enough. Okay, so here's what you need to know. Zac Efron in High School Musical, he goes from playing basketball to realizing that he was born for the theater. Okay? Okay. Now, in The Greatest Showman, he is a producer of the theater who's become jaded, and he's realized that, like... Like it's it's no longer about the love of the craft, and so, dude, it's it's Zac Efron years after High School Musical when he has lost the thrill and the love of the theater, and now it's just about the money and the accolades, bro. All and right. then Wolverine comes in, and he's there to help him rediscover <laughs> his first love—not basketball, but the theater and his powers, <laughs> his true powers. All right, all right, that's right. He I he sort of can fly. So, okay. so this is a Wolverine origin story. This is the real Wolverine. This, this origin is the story. real Wolverine origin story. Right. Back when this it was is like Barnum. This is like the the Wolverine origin story, but also the redemption of Zac Efron from of of of, of uh, what is his name Tyler Bolton from <laughs> High School I Musical. Know. I only watched it one time. I made it halfway through, and I changed yeah. the channel. <laughs> so ironically, it's sort of a passing of the torch from. Bolton to Wolverine, who then discovers his powers. It's amazing, dude. It's it's just it ties so many universes together. It's beautiful. <laughs> so you heard it here first. The High School Musical right. and the X Men are in the same universe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, I they're mean, rival schools, bro. Yeah. <laughs> one of one of my favorite bands, obviously, being like in you know in the metal genre, Under Oath. You're never gonna get a musical, you know, from that kind of perspective, from that point of view. You're you're not How gonna awesome get something like that, that obviously, right? Let's so, write so cool. it. Yeah, that would be kind of cool, though, actually. That's a good oh idea. But, I mean, when you look at it from the standpoint of music that is de developed strictly for a musical, dude, these are these are some of the best tunes I've ever heard written for a yeah. musical movie. They're, they're, like, they're original songs. They are original songs, yes. and they could stand alone on their own outside of the movie. that I think that's what made them so... Dude, they're just catchy. Whoever so, wrote this So stuff, what you're telling me is you bought the soundtrack. Dude, I downloaded it right, right after I walked out of the theater. Like, And it's, right. it's awesome, dude. It's like really good. I mean, I like it. But I mean, I've got a very eclectic taste in music, which includes, you know, Nickelback. music from musicals. And Nickelback. <laughs> dude, a Nickelback musical. Yeah. It's just all about having sex the whole time. <laughs> Um, no, that's that's what I'll say is that the music, like you're saying, Josh, like it it feels very standalone, poppy. Like it doesn't have that show tune feel. No, which there's nothing wrong with that. You no, know, like there the, isn't. the show. Yeah, the show tune feel is great. But what's really cool about it is they just found a way to say to make the music feel very relevant, very like on point to stand by itself but yeah. it also just like was the perfect way to encompass and enrich the yeah. story i thought it so. just it had it had really big numbers man like it, i've seen i've seen Hugh jackman in two musicals now um les mis and now this one and uh unless you want to count happy feet but i don't know if i would do that <laughs> um, that's all right but if i compare the two you know you look at les mis and it's very much a classical sense of what a musical is like i mean that that is a musical all the way through there is very little um 
actual like, like speaking and talking dialogue, yeah, yeah between between the characters like almost everything is done through song and it has those it's very theatrical written, you know, it's got big inflections and low inflections to like try and drive the point. And you, you do have to kind of focus in order to understand what's being said. So this isn't that there's actual dialogue between the characters, but the numbers are just so they're so good. And they, yeah. they are a part of the story. I mean, like they, they just go so far in telling the story. And to be honest with you, man, I've never been a Zac Efron fan at all like i mean most of the stuff that i've seen him in i'm just like oh my gosh dude what a joke <laughs> but this is the one man like i mean when i the, he was the reason Respect. i actually hesitated to want to go see this movie because mm -hmm. i was like come on it's got that's fair it's got zach efron in but dude i mean hugh jackman's awesome like i mean you cannot you cannot deny this guy i mean this this guy is a Tony Award winner. He's an Oscar winner. I mean, he's got so mm -hmm. many awards, man. I mean, the guy is just so talented, and that's why I wanted to go see the show. But I was very pleasantly surprised on Zac Efron's delivery in this movie where I actually gained respect for him in his portrayal of the character P.T. Barnum's partner. I okay. mean, it was like in business. I should probably Troy Bolton that. Yeah. or whatever his name was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so slightly off topic but still on topic. Have Did you see... Uh, Hugh Jackman's response to not winning a Golden Globe to uh, James Franco won for the Disaster Artist instead. No. And somehow they got a perfect picture like Hugh Jackman's face when he realized he didn't win. It's amazing. Google it. It's it's become <laughs> it's become a meme oh, already. Really, Twitter took it and ran with it. It's fantastic. That's so awesome. give me a little something here. Like, uh, what was the re was the reaction positive or negative? Like, you know, it, it was negative. Oh, was it? It was <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be bad. Just a little yeah, bit. He wasn't well, I mean, come on. How would you feel if you just lost an award to James Franco, <laughs> Mr. Pineapple Express himself? <laughs> so I actually <laughs> don't on. have service at your house apparently, but you should That's look it weird. up on your phone. Okay, right? I'll, I'll tell you what. Look. We will we'll look it up and we will post it on the Facebook. Facebook. I think that's yes. a good idea. Yeah, we should. So, yeah, we'll great. post it. We'll post it there morning. so you guys can see it. And I was like, I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I wish I did. Well, just dude, for that face alone. I mean, I'm telling you what, man. Like, uh, I, I really think, I think there are two things Hollywood should do more of because every time they come out with one of these two things, I'm usually ecstatic about it. Musicals is one, just because I love the diversity of art that's in them. And two, we need some more westerns, man. I mean, yeah, like, we're talking okay. about the best cinematography we've ever had and like we should go back and redo some of these like really good westerns man because 310 to yuma when it came out like what is it 10 years now mm. dude i was in love with that western man it was so good i mean we dude three we amigos i mean like come that. on guys three, three amigos, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <Ugh. laughs> hey, so all that to say i mean if you haven't seen greatest showman even if you're not a big musical fan, just go uh, check it out because it, it was very well done. It was so rad. And let's be honest, dude. Bearded lady, she got some pipes, bro. Bearded that lady. lady. Yeah. That lady she can, can sing. sing it. <laughs> she can sing and she's got a better beard than any of us probably. Dang it. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's probably the truth. <laughs> All right. So it was a high high. That was awesome. Yeah. But there was... There was some low lows, and I got to be honest, dude. There were. Our pick for the worst, I was so excited, and I wanted to love it, and I heard a little bit about what people were saying, and there was mixed reviews, and then when I went and sat and watched it, by the end, I just told myself, why? What has happened? Yeah. Um, before you go any further, I'm just going to say I didn't have much hope because its predecessor disappointed me so much so oh really yeah Whoa. oh okay Whoa. okay we, we'll talk about that we'll yeah. talk about yeah. that all right we're gonna talk so, about that yeah our worst pick for 2017 star wars the last jedi that's right oh my gosh i can't believe i said that out loud <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about man that movie was so awesome oh, okay no it wasn't here's here let's break down a few things okay Please number do. one i agree with danny I thought Force Awakens was was awesome. No. And I loved some of the building that they did. That was one of the things that drove me the craziest about Last Jedi was just the lack of follow through on some of those things or just throwing some of those things completely out the window. So let me first start off by saying more so than with Greatest Showman, we're probably going to get into some spoilers. So if you haven't seen Star Wars and you're worried about it, I'm warning you now, fast forward like 
10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> we promise that they won't be so bad that it gives away the entire plot of the movie. Be- because sure. I haven't but seen it. Danny hasn't seen it. But so. I, I'm, I'm yeah. okay with spoilers. Yeah. Because we, we will get a little spoily. in a movie for Yeah, me. we'll tread lightly. We'll tread lightly. Yes. So here's the deal. There's a, there's a couple of beefs that I had with Star Wars that uh, that really ruined it for me. Two two major things I'll say. Number one, the lack of follow through, the lack of just um, the, all the buildup that happened in Force Awakens. It felt like a lot of that stuff was either thrown aside or forgotten or just crapped on. Yeah, which really drove me crazy. And secondly, one of my biggest bones to pick is that. One of the things that makes Star Wars awesome is that they find these no-name people or relatively newer actors, and they make them the Stars. characters. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and they become that character. Right. You know what I mean? So, like the guy who's playing Finn, you know, John Boyega, uh, you know, Daisy Ridley. These these people who came in at Force Awakens, you didn't know much about them, so they became Finn. They became Ray. When you look at them, you don't go, "Hey, that's Daisy Ridley." You say, "Hey, that's, that's Ray. Ray. That's awesome." Yeah. So when I look at the screen and I see Laura Dern or I see Benicio Del Toro in Star Wars, I don't go, hey, look at this cool new character. I go, what the crap is Laura Dern from Jurassic Park right, dude. Yeah. doing in my Star Wars movie? <laughs> I don't blame you one second. Dude, yeah. that, was, no, that was really hard for me. Okay. That was really hard for me. I mean, but, I mean that's, that's pr- pretty nitpicky. And, and I'm also an interesting... Uh, role right now as not seeing the movie so i'm gonna play devil's advocate for you guys because nobody hates star wars more than star wars fans <laughs> for some reason <laughs> star wars fans despise their beloved they, franchise they, cri- they criticize their movies more than anybody else but anyone who's not a big star wars fan if you criticize it you are the devil incarnate oh yeah absolutely that's that's how it so, goes so saying like oh benicio del toro was in the movie yeah. that's that's pretty nitpicky did did Dude, he really just, did he really take away from okay. the movie? No, or was it just like not saying? Okay, oh, Benicio del Toro. No, in there. he didn't. Like he it. didn't take away from the movie. It's just like what Rob said. It, it seemed like some of these actors were thrown in there to try and promote the film because they've now killed off two of the best in the franchise. Imagine that you're sitting there watching it, and then all of a sudden Tom Cruise pops on the screen. You're you're going, what the heck is Tom Cruise doing yeah. in Star Wars? Well, well, you're not going, well, Tom oh, Cruise who's this is cool terrible. So yeah. yeah, if he's in you any know, movie I'm just, watching, I'm like, why am I watching this? No, all yeah. you see is him running, you know, and you're just like, why is Tom Cruise running in Star Wars? He can run in any other movie, just don't run in Star yeah. Wars. But there he is, dude. Dude, I, I felt like the I plot know. of this movie was extremely thin. Like it's just it it. <laughs> It's so, <laughs> so weak. You could basically sum up this movie by saying this movie is basically Poe disagreeing with everything everyone else says. Yeah, Pretty much. Looking like an idiot. <laughs> That's what this movie is. Everyone has a plan and Poe says, I hate it. Like yeah. that's this movie, like <laughs> literally. So was him movie, fighting his own people. <laughs> yeah. Was this movie actually terrible or was it because at some point, we all had to realize, and we all have to know, that Harrison Ford isn't going to be around forever. <laughs> no, no, no. I get Harry that. Fisher literally isn't around anymore. The, yeah, I don't like so the tactic. We, we, we I, can't hold on to the entire, the old trilogy and say it has to be exactly like this forever. At some point, there's going to be a juncture that says Star Wars has to go in a different direction okay. because people I'm, get I'm going to I'm going to go on it now then. I'm going to go on it because this is the one thing that's bugged me about the most most recent installments of Star Wars is don't, here, don't you bash Force Awakens. Don't you I'm do about it. ready to. Okay? <laughs> I, what I don't like is the very in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. And this is about to already piss some people off because this is my conspiratorial political stance on on Star Wars. Oh here. no! That's right, and this is one of the reasons I I have to say it because this is why I don't like the movies. I'm gonna this, need another drink if you're gonna start. Talking. Yeah, dude. Okay, no, I'm not going too far. I no, I feel like in these last two movies, Disney's feminist agenda is like so in your face, trying to smack you down with it. Peter Griffin style, like it just drives me crazy. It's what I hated about The Force Awakens, and that's what I really hate about this movie. Because when I look at this movie and I'm looking at all these characters, this is what I walked away with: Darth Millennial, 
who is like the most <laughs> over the top emotional baby pansy for for a villain that I've ever seen. Like his daddy issues go so deep it's not even funny. You got Poe who can't who can't think his way through anything. He's like the exact opposite of what Harrison Ford was supposed to be as Han Solo. Like Harrison Ford, uh, like Han Solo, what made him great was not only was he a man's man, but he was like, he was like James Dean in space. Like, I mean, the dude was just like, cool, man. Like, I mean, he knew how to handle his crap. And Poe's just like, got no faith in anything. I can't trust anyone. I got to do things all my, on my own. He gets so angry. He gives into his emotions, you know, all that other crap, dude. And this is what I can't stand is that these are like the two main characters in these two movies. And they, res- they resemble nothing of anyone who can control themselves, who can think clearly, nothing. And I know that's saying a lot coming from a villain, but I mean, you look at like Darth Vader, for instance, man, like in, in, the, original, in the original trilogy, Darth Vader, man, like he had his crap together. He knew who he was. He knew what he was out to do. Like nobody was going to push him around. He knew his power. He knew his limits. He wasn't questioning himself. Like, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Blah, blah, blah. Where's my dad? That kind of crap. I hated that. For The Force Awakens, it, it it irritates me that people hate that movie so much because the, the main argument I hear is, oh, it's just a new hope. It's just a new hope just, just no. you know, released in 2015 or whenever. No. Which it kind of is, but that's exactly what we needed. We needed something familiar for a soft reboot so we could get back in the whole nostalgia of it because the prequels were terrible. So a new or a Force Awakens was kind of like, hey, we're sorry about the prequels, those sucked. Here's a new hope, but cooler. Maybe not cooler, so, but more modern. Okay, so here's I what I'll know, say. I never equated them that way. Here's what I'll say about the Force Awakens in, in regard and Force Awakens and then Last Jedi in regards to that because I can see the parallels that are there, and I agree. There's definitely a lot of parallels. I think it's good though. I think it was like like you kind of said, like it was more of a. Um, Let's take it back to the roots of it so that yeah. it feels familiar. But then they also found a way to introduce a lot of new things tied to the old. And yeah. so you you felt at home, but you also met some new f- people and became invested in that. And and so you, you felt safe, but you also got to meet some new yeah. parts of the universe and you were interested in it because it was tied to the old. That's the thing about The Last Jedi for me that was really strange is that it felt like there was no connections to any of the old at all like even when in certain scenes when there's tons of like aliens around and stuff like that like you're not even seeing a lot of older or familiar alien species it's like everything is new it's like they almost Mm. wanted to have nothing that tied it back and so it felt like it felt like a movie in space but to me it almost didn't feel like a star wars movie and here's the other thing i'll say Kind of like what Josh said, like you, you basically the entire movie comes down to like, hey, Poe's an idiot. But also, it's like the entire movie is kind of one long chase scene, it, and yeah. Mad Max Fury Road did it right. Okay, that movie took one long chase scene and made it amazing. This took one long chase scene, <laughs> and it put Laura Dern in it. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad, oh. dude. It, so, sorry. so what's what's your stance on Rogue One then? Greatest Star Wars. I loved movie. it. Okay, good. loved it. Rogue Ro- awesome. Rogue One, in my opinion, dude, is the greatest Star Wars movie that exists. From from dude, the writing hardcore. to the story. Yeah, that's no. That's, that's I, a stretch. I stand, no, not a stretch. I, I stand I, by. I that loved line. it. From just from the writing, the story, the cinematography aspect. Uh, it had it, it had the greatest Star Wars scene when you got to see Darth Vader go ham. Awesome people. <laughs> yeah. Start slaying everybody. That that right yeah, that there, was pretty hardcore. That was the best now, movie experience. I, I know I've why had. I stand. Well, I mean, I've actually had a lot of people tell me that they agree with me, but I've had more people disagree with me on on this statement. I just, despite the fact that there wasn't a lot of like you know Jedi Force and everything used in Rogue One, the story in and of itself and how it sets up a new hope. No, you be, being the prequel that it was, I just thought, like, dude, this movie is awesome. Yeah, it like, great. it just, it was so phenomenal and well put together. And I just love that in that movie, whether it was producers, whether it was the director, whether it was the writers, or whether it was Disney or everyone together, had the balls to kill everybody off. 
Yes, yeah, and make absolutely. It epic. So that was yeah. just phenomenal, dude. And I think, despite the fact that it had the greatest scene, that's one of the things that made it like the best flick. They yeah. took all these characters that you fell in love with over the course of two hours absolutely. and took them away from you. And I thought that was just they will forever live on, like as as the Star Wars legacy because of it. It was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I, I loved it. I gave you a, a lot of crap earlier for saying, oh, Benicio Del Toro's in Star Wars. But when Forrest Whitaker popped up in Rogue One, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Forrest freaking Whitaker? Okay. What are you doing in Star Wars? <laughs> so I, 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 so I, uh, I actually, I take back what I said earlier, and I agree with you, and I apologize for trying to argue with you That's about just it. part of more of the bad decisions yeah, because, that Disney's yeah, made because Star Wars, Forrest Whitaker you know? turns around, I'm like, what are you bad. doing here? Go it's home. It's like, could, couldn't they, yeah, like, couldn't they have taken... Literally Somebody, anybody else. Literally yeah, slightly, anyone else. Slightly less well known. Put them as Saul Guerrero, and you you would have thought you would have looked at him, and you good. wouldn't have went. Yeah, 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 you wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have taken away from the character of Saul Guerrero, but you wouldn't have looked at him and went like, "Hey, there's Forrest Whitaker and his wacky eye." Yeah. Like you would have yeah, just because it it, uh, yeah. it it would have been fine. It like it messes with your immersion because now all of a sudden you're yes. really, I'm watching a movie, and. Forrest Whitaker's in it for some reason. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. I welcome. agree with you. It's so good great. to have you here, so Danny. Great. Now I'm gonna watch. <laughs> now I'm gonna watch Last Jedi and go. God, Benicio yeah. del Toro. Ah, Laura Dern. And here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Sorry. The character that Benicio del Toro plays. I don't remember. Does he play the, the collector? <laughs> no. That would be a great everything. segue. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name of the character that he plays. I don't remember the name of the character that Laura Dern plays. The thing that I'll say about Benicio Del Toro's character, better for I loved anyway. the character. I thought the character was cool. And, like, they even, a lot of people had an issue because he has a stutter. Yeah. I thought the stutter was cool. I thought oh, it, was it was a cool great. character trait. Yeah. Just don't have it be Benicio Del Toro. It could <laughs> yeah. be anybody else. Yeah. Just come on. And it's not so. to say that he played the part bad either. Exactly. He, he no, did it. I actually thought he played the part well. It's just like what you said. It shouldn't have been Benicio del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, That's like, fair. It just shouldn't have been, you know? Exactly. So, I there I I don't know, man. I just I, I've I've heard a lot of people hated uh like what they did with Luke. Even even Luke Skywalker hated what they did with Luke Skywalker. Man, I mean, uh, he later with, walked that statement back, but at one point, Mark Hamill did I heard, criticize. I heard that what yeah. they did to yeah. Luke. I heard that he wasn't happy. The thing I'll say about Luke in this is that I once again, I feel like there's some there's some elements of it that are really cool, and I don't want to get into any spoilers on that because it's a it's a very large part of the movie. There's some things that they do with his character regarding how he got to where he is now. I guess is the way I'll put it where I really liked it. I thought that mm -hmm. was cool. It just showed like that he it just showed a lot of like just the uncertainty and some of the flaw of his character. I thought that was rad. Mm -hmm. But then just there were certain things that they did with him uh like like I won't get into the like super details but Josh will remember like the part where he like dusts off his shoulder. Yeah. Like that's just it's it's not Star Wars. Like it's no. weird. Like Luke yeah. doing that is weird. Or when he's like, "Hey, see you around, kid." It's like that's something Han Solo would say, but that's not a Luke thing. And yeah. it just it, there was some confusion. It felt like about yeah. who the character was, but I, yeah. I Overall, think, uh, they've had a hard time with directors, right? They they they're bouncing directors. Well, J.J. Right. Abrams well, did Force Awakens, right? Correct. So and so I've heard that Rain he did Ryan or something did this yeah one. the guy the guy who did breaking bad is the guy who did this one and i actually heard that because of how he did this one he's going to get his own spin-off trilogy i don't know if that's true oh, but apparently really? they're going to they're going to give him if what i read is true they're going to oh, give him his so own bad. star wars trilogy to spin off which i'm just like dude isn't ron whatever. howard directing the han solo movie he actually it's from what i understood he was brought in to, partway through yeah. because whoever they had they fired up they yeah, and so they needed him to come in and kind of save so it. Which like, Ron, Ron Howard, Howard, please come and come I think, save us. I think Ron Howard is the man. I think he'll do a great job. I thought J.J. Abrams did great with Force Awakens. I hear he's coming back for the next one, but uh, I don't know, dude. Overall, I really wanted to love Last Jedi. I went in thinking all the haters were ridiculous and just hating it to hate dude, it. But Dude, there's, there's, a, there's Look, a petition I out there trying to get it removed from uh, official canon. Like people oh, I pissed. believe it, dude. People hate <laughs> that freaking movie. I know I probably hate it for different reasons, but dude, I, I'm sorry. I just I'm 
I, I didn't think the original Star Wars movies were great, dude. The writing was... I, I just watched them like a couple weeks ago, and it was terrible. The writing was absolutely horrendous. If but you, if you uh, watch them objectively, up, yeah. Yeah, but I grew up with them, dude. So, I mean, I loved them, yeah. you know, but... I, I'm not going to sit here and say that these Star Wars movies are as bad as the George Lucas reboots of the 2000s because that, oh, no, no, no. that was pretty bad. But yeah, definitely not. I just, I don't know, dude. Like, I, th- this entire franchise, in my opinion, has lost its way. Like, 100% lost its way. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I like the idea of Star Wars. It's fun. It's based on, like, great creativity, but... People suck at so, storylines. And I, I guarantee you Disney's not going to let me walk through the entrance to its parks the next time I go. I know it's I know it's going to happen, but I'm just so pissed <laughs> off at them. Dude. So, so would, you, would you say that Star Wars is – there's no coming back for Star Wars? And no. remember – that no. only sits dealing absolutes. That's right. Because I am one. Which is an absolute. You know, I, I tell Amy all the time, like, if I lived in the world of Star Wars and I had the Force with me, I would be a Sith. I definitely wouldn't be a Jedi because I, I like to buck authority way too much to be a Jedi. There's no way <laughs> yeah. I'd be a Jedi. But I don't see myself being that power grabbing, let's go kill everybody Sith. I'm more like that libertarian of the galaxy Sith. Like, I just, <laughs> I write it a lot. Me and Han Solo would get along pretty well, yeah. actually, as a go. Sith. You know, like, I mean, we, we, could, we could cruise together. So, actually, my, my biggest gripe with the prequels is uh, when Obi-Wan says, only Sith steal in absolutes. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Obi, that's, that's an absolute. Yeah. It, you're, you're dealing in absolute so right now. yeah. Obi-Wan, are you a Sith? <laughs> Spoiler dude, of the century, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, was ultimate Sith, Sith Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, what if he is Snoke? Oh, oh my gosh. God. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. In regards to has Star Wars lost its way, uh, I just refer back to when Luke in Empire Strikes Back is running off to face Vader and uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda right there and Obi-Wan's all worried about they're going to lose their only hope and Yoda just looks at him and says, no, there is another. <laughs> okay. We got one more coming, dude. We got one more coming and I believe we're going to get back on track. There is hope. You may completely agree with us. You may completely disagree. You may have your own reasons for hating uh, Star Wars or for loving The Greatest Showman. We would love to keep the conversation going. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at YouMeHePodcast or at Facebook.com slash YouMeHePodcast. And just, like I said, we're gonna, we'll are gonna throw this episode up there. We'll throw that picture of uh, Hugh Jackman so people can see what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and then, dude. man, if you want to keep the conversation going regarding Star Wars, let's hash it out. If we're wrong... We would love to talk about it. Oh, so but throw it out there. I'm not wrong. For those of you who think I'm wrong, bring it. I don't care. Bring it all day. <laughs> bring it. I don't care. So speaking of keeping the conversation going, we had an awesome listener question come in at the, on the Facebook page from Tyler Perkins, and he asks this. Speaking of a, a, a movie, a classic movie hero and a classic movie villain. Okay, here we go. <laughs> who would win in a poker tournament between Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator. <laughs> Who? Who's going to take home the bracelet, okay. baby? So when I first heard this question, man, the first thing that came to my mind was an episode of Robot Chicken with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the Predator sitting at a poker table. Just dead silence. One dealer not knowing what the crap is going on, right? Just dead silence playing poker. And then, like you know, cuts to it, cuts to a different, like different act or something, you know, just completely off topic. Okay. That that's how I see this situation, like the entire way. It's like that. It's like that constant in a robot chicken episode where they show you like thirty second snippets, and they're just sitting there doing the same thing, right? Just moving stacks <laughs> of chips, just kind of playing until they finally top off the episode with this constant. And like the predator, predator loses like his hands of cards or something like that, and just like guns come out and they just like blow away the dealer. You know? <laughs> just like started shooting at each other and like go into like full on predator movie mode. That's how I saw this dude. And I love this question because immediately when I thought of Robot Chicken, I was like, "That's awesome." And if anyone's a fan of Robot Chicken, you know what I'm talking about. Go watch a few episodes, then it'll really be clear to you like what I'm talking about. But like. That's what kept playing in my mind, dude. And I just, I was laughing so hard in my office as I was thinking through this because I, I just want Seth Green to go do this episode now. Like, with Arnold and the Predator playing, playing cards, dude. It's just great. 
So here's a question I think that we need to establish, first of all. Okay, are we talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, the man and his entire body of work? Or are we talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch in Predator, these two characters in the same movie universe, rather than fighting it out in the jungle, they decide to sit down See, and that, play cards. That was my question, because that changes things, right? Indeed it does. Oh, for sure. I mean, why, I'm not, I'm not why saying can't Arnold we ask has, both has played any character where he's like a card-counting genius or anything, so he's, he's not going to yeah. have much of an upper hand, but it still changes the question. Pun intended. <laughs> okay, well, let's take it from both approaches, but let's start with just the world of Predator. With let's Arnold just go Dutch. Dutch. Just Dutch yeah. versus the Predator. They're going to settle their differences across the card table. Who, who wins? Who takes it home? The Predator. I that's a bold you, statement. I, I think he wins this one. Uh, so, so that's that's assuming that the predator knows how to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> because if we're going, the first hour is spent uh, trying it, to teach him how. <laughs> He's just <laughs> learning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this five card stud or yeah. is this Texas Hold'em? Like, Come on, why do you understand? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So, so if we're going just in the movie Predator, I'm gonna say Dutch because he's a human. But if mm. if we if we allow the Predator to know how to play poker, if these are both beings who know how to play the game, I don't know, man. I still might go. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Arnold Schwarzenegger, just all across the board because the dude was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows how to deal with stress. He carried a child. He has, he has a good poker face, uh, right? He's, he he knows how to he knows see, how to do well under pressure. The dude gave birth. Your reasoning is the exact reason I think the predator wins this one. Because I, of, I, because the predator knows think, how to deal with stress. I, I think, no, no, I think he's a quick study. But I mean, have you seen the face of the predator? I mean, that's a face for poker. That it's is a poker no face emotions. constantly. Yeah, it's just the same face. That's true. He's got. I mean, he That's just true. sits just there those the little entire time going. just playing poker. I mean, what do you what are you going to get from any of that, man? Unless his tells are like what he does with his hands or something like that. I I don't know. I think he picks up the game quick because he's no idiot. That's true. Based on That's the true. movie, he's no idiot. So you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I give this one to to the predator, man. I, I think he walks away with this one. Dude, I'm torn because I feel like the predator. Anybody who knows poker knows that you don't play the cards. You, you play, play the, the person. person across. That's right. And, dude, the Predator, dude, he's he is a cunning individ, bro. Okay? <laughs> Dutch Dutch is just like, you know, he's like balls out. Like, I'm just going to blow people away. Yeah. But the Predator, although, okay, hang on. It was Arnold, dude, who set all the traps and, like, put the mud like he mm -hmm. outsmarted the cunning. Yeah. Dang it, dude! See, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> and then That's you had a the wild fact man. That he was a kindergarten cop. That is true. That is true. He was Come a on. kindergarten cop. He Josh, you can't take that away from him. Tons of kindergarten. He was, dude. I'm saying, Arnold. He wanted to know who was your daddy and what did okay, he do. So <laughs> we're no longer we're no longer classifying Arnold as just Dutch. Now we are going full. Arnold. Okay, hang on. Like here's the thing. Think Jingle about this. All the way, Arnold. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Every Arnold. There's okay. Think about this. Okay. Also, dude, Dutch was a bad bluff, dude. When he was in that little thing, he was like, come here, kill me, do it now, I'm here, kill me, kill me, do it now. And dude, the predator, <laughs> the predator called the bluff, bro. He didn't bite, he walked around, dude. So I don't know. That's man. true. Yeah. Whew. So in, in the confines of predator, I, I, I think it's a toss up. I think it's whoever's dealt the best cards because as Robert said, I mean, Arnold was, he did outsmart the cunning opponent of the predator and then he also got his bluff called yeah so i i think i think it's a draw fitty fitty it's oh, a no, fitty man. fitty there's got to be a winner there's got to be a winner across, okay but hang on all of arnold arnold all the way arnold. <laughs> he has a proven track record of dealing with stress phenomenally <laughs> tell me i'm wrong Dude, he can carry a child. He can clone himself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this dude. guy. He's got a twin. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> dude, he's hanging out with Danny DeVito. He yeah, has man. the guts to call Danny DeVito his brother. That is yeah. 
Come on. Uh, Dude, a pair of balls. A pair of balls beats anything. (laughs) Yeah, actually, you want to talk about a movie that's really difficult to take your eyes off of once it, like, pops up on TV, dude. True Lies. True Lies, yeah. It's a terrible movie, but God, it's awesome. It's awesome. (laughs) Every time it comes on, you you watch it. (laughs) Thank you, James Cameron, for that beautiful, disgusting masterpiece. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm going to go with Arnold. Uh, Okay, wait. If we're talking just Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the Predator, Arnold. Dutch versus the Predator, Tied. If we're if we're taking if we're taking the entire work of Arnold into account, we also have to take the entire work of the Predator into account. So <laughs> we have to die. yeah, we have taken Predator, <laughs> Predator Two, where he fought Danny Glover, aka Lieutenant Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. We also have to take into account Alien versus Predator. We also have to take into account Predators starring Adrian Brody, which I did not see because it looked awful. So oh, yeah, does that change the game in any way? I don't know if it does for me because I haven't really seen most of those. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I, I think I still stand firm. I think the Predator walks away. So, so what if what if we throw in Arnold versus Predator versus Alien? Who wins that poker match? Oh, oh man! Well, the Alien the Alien definitely doesn't know how to play poker. Yeah, it just kills everybody. Doesn't know how to think at all. So. <laughs> That we might actually see the first uh, the first bit where Predator and Arnold come together to fight one enemy. Oh wow! There you go. You know, there it is. Like you know what wins? There, there's you know who, your movie. You know who wins? <laughs> Friendship. Overcoming Friendship. Adversity. There you go. That's, That's who right. wins. Yeah. Friendship Thus, always wins. We all win. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with that. That's the perfect answer. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, if you want to chime in on this one, uh, once again, a, a Twitter at Yumihi Podcast or Facebook.com slash Yumihi Podcast. And make sure you're leaving your listener questions there. We always love to read them, and the most random ones will make the show. So, fellas, after everything that we've talked about tonight, high highs and low lows of 2017, 2018 is before us. If you could give some advice to a younger you, what would it be? Let's take it to Socrates. I think my advice would be love Star Wars for what it is. Nine-year-old Josh, 18-year-old Josh, do not go see The Phantom Menace because you're going to hate everything <laughs> after it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just walk away. Exactly. Danny, what do you think? I would say... Uh, Probably don't do this podcast tonight because the last Jedi just got ruined for you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and your friends are jerks, Danny. Don't, don't hang out with them anymore. Uh, what about you, Rob? What's your so you know what? Moment? I would sit down with a younger me and I would just say, hey, younger Rob, let's just take on Hollywood, dude, and let's just dare him to put Laura Dern and Benicio Del Toro in every movie because apparently that's what you do to make something awesome. Recipe So there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Laura Dern, Benicio Del Toro. In every, just in everything. Just the greatest everything. showman. The greatest showman is Laura Dern. It's the Laura Dern story. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I have to agree with Rob on that one. Benicio Del Toro <laughs> would have made the greatest showman better. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? (laughs) Anyways, well, hey, we want to say thank you to everybody for listening, and uh, we're looking forward to having Andrew back. He will be back soon. He missed you guys, and uh, hopefully, he'll have another great poop story for us when he comes on back. Hopefully, right? Sure, be great. (laughs) That's right. And we also want to say thanks to Danny Turner for sitting in tonight. Thank you, Danny. You're the man. Hope you had fun, my friend. Always a pleasure. And uh, hey, until until next time, I am Rob Lambert. This is Josh Frankenstein. And this is Danny. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.